Hey everybody, this is Kurt. And I'm Tracy. And this is the MFG cast. <laughs> boys and bee girls and bee binaries i might i might beastie boys shirt on so i had to i thought of you know some of their songs and stuff like that you know what doesn't hold up is uh the beastie boys song girls like it's a fun song it's like what it's like one of my favorite songs but like it's like yeah like it, that wouldn't really go wouldn't really work these days you know it's like hey do my laundry girl no i don't think so do your own damn laundry you know uh, what's it, what's another lyric in it? It's like, oh, God. It's like they want girls to do their laundry, to do something else, and to wear something like they're, something about a wig. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like, what kind of fetishes are they, are they into, you know? It's like, hey, you want to put on that Poison Ivy wig that I really like? It's weird. <laughs> but anyway, Beast Boys, good stuff. So now one completely I know, random. Right? I know. I think they just wanted stuff to stuff to rhyme, and then you were like, "Well, let's just put wig into it and see what happens." Another uh, episode of the MFG cast. Uh, we're going to be talking about relearning what you have unlearned. So basically, it's uh, trying to uh, learn, relearn games that you have not played for a bit. So we'll talk about that. But before we talk about that, let's introduce some guests. We've got some awesome guests. Some people you've probably are used to because we've they're some of our favorites. One that we've had on super recently, uh, we can't get rid of him. It's John Haremza. Haremza, I'll never get that right. I'm still gonna keep doing it. I think it's just gonna be a running joke. You had it right the first time. <laughs> Did I really? That's awesome. John Haremza yeah. from Legends of Tabletop. Johnny, good to see you again. Hey, thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure no to be on. And then uh, we've got Sean Epperson from Thing Twelve's game. Uh, boy, it's too early in the morning for this crap. It's Sean <laughs> from Thing Twelve Games. Sean, good to see you again. Oh, hey, hey. <laughs> good to see you, folks. And Sean is freshly shorn today. I am. Uh... <laughs> All the way you around. You know what's funny is usually when people have long beards, I don't like it as much, but. I'm going to tell you, I don't like you without a beard, Sean. You need to grow that thing back. <laughs> I, I do have to say you threw me off when you came on camera, because that's the only thing, that's the only way I've ever seen you. And I went, what? Who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like to do that sometimes. I'll just like change things to throw people off. Like. Wait, I've only seen you looking like X, and now you look like Y. This is strange. I, Who are you? I, I usually I usually see you as the fourth member of ZZ Top, and now you're not, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. But it's my wizard beard. Is that's right. That's right. Oh, Harry Potter. <laughs> but no, it's good to have you guys on. Uh, it'll be this would be a fun one because you know I thought about it the other day because we've been 
kind of trying to, me and Mike have actually been trying to grab some of his old games, because usually we play, when me and Mike play, we have a game night on usually Tuesdays, and when he comes over, he usually comes over to my house, so I don't really get to see his collection. So a lot of times, you know, I'll, I'll just be thinking about something, I'll be like, oh yeah, Mike, you have that game, we should play that game, or it'd be like, you know, we haven't played one here for a while, and, uh, and, and it's funny to think about, like, you know, are you that person that when you first see a game, regardless of how many times you've played it or how long it's been, you think, well, you know, I obviously know everything about this game. I can, you know, set up A, B, C, and D and get going. Or if you're like me and every time you play it, you think, <laughs> oh, this will be fun. Wait a minute. I don't know anything about this besides, oh, this is a worker placement game. Besides that, I don't know much else about it. So let's let's read the instructions again and take a while to play it so but before we talk about our topic let's talk about what we're playing recently uh john why don't you go first well based on a recommendation from kurt and tracy i just picked up spirits which of the is wild. funny because that is a that is a a something that we picked up upon a post from sean yeah so spirals yeah. it's all full circle people yeah look at that <laughs> It was the trifecta mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, no, so we picked that up last night. That That's pretty good. Um, that, that will be heavy in the rotation coming up here recently. Picked hey, up hey, Citrus, hey, hey. again, tell, a recommendation You can't just from tell Sean. people that you played the game and not to tell people what it is. Come on, John. You've been on a podcast before. <laughs> oh, it, all right. All right, well, okay. So Spirits of the Wild, it's a, uh, it's a two-player abstract strategy game. The, 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 the thing behind it, there's a little bit of Native, Native American mythology of... Uh, the these five animal spirits that have uh, you know come back down and you have to collect these stones so it's a bag builder I guess to a certain extent you have these um, stones in a bag and you have a player board in front of you and you've got action cards so your action cards range from take one stone from the bowl or add three stones and take one stone out or take two stones so you have all these different abilities and then there's a card that allows you to refresh your your cards flip your cards back over uh, there's also a little coyote statue. Uh, so if you either flip over both of your single draw stone from the bowl cards, uh, on the back of the cards there's a little coyote on there. There's you know half on each card. Uh, allows you to move the coyote to your opponent's board, and that prevents them from placing stones on that particular animal spirit. Each animal spirit has a different requirement for number of stones or type of stones uh, that will score points. And it plays in about 15 minutes, maybe half an hour, depending on... There's five uh, special stones. They're a little more opalescent. And once five of those stones come out, the game will end uh, at the end of the active player's turn, and you'll score up all of your points. Uh, it, it's it's a quick game. It's it's the components. It's made by Mattel, actually, uh, which was kind of surprising. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you would think they have the money to have really good components uh, even the insert in the box is really nice everything sort of like fits in really well um, the cards aren't like linen finished they're not like real heavy cards or anything like that but you're not you're not handling them very much you're not shuffling them um, so it's probably fine but yeah it, it's a really fun game I'm, I'm looking forward to playing that quite a bit more and my kid liked it too so i was like nice. good all right it's a good <laughs> game to kick her that's when we'll play at home yeah. just kidding yeah. it's a cheap game too yeah <laughs> Yeah, fifteen bucks a pop. Yeah, I, I got it for ten fifty. Nice. They honored the online price, so That's awesome. It's like sweet. Yeah, I, I love I, the coyote yeah. in that game. Yeah, he I is. know, I know. Yeah, you can so tell he's cool. a trickster. He's just ready to ruin everything. He's laughing at you when uh, you pick up your. You're looking mm-hmm. at him like, like 
Yeah. Jerk. <laughs> yeah, and I love those clear spirit stones that give you double the points, too, if you complete. Uh, oh, well, actually, it doesn't matter if you complete it or not. It doubles your points, which I think is cool. It's just, it's one of those games that's just, it's, it's, this is one that it's I simple. think. Yeah, this is one I think that I could down yeah. the road not play for a bit and still pretty much know how to play it. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, you know, talking about our topic here that's coming up here. You know, so it's just, it's one of those, yeah, one of those games that I, when Sean posted, I was like, God, that looks awesome. I'd love to play that. And, you know, for the money and the gameplay that you get out of it, like the strategy of it, I mean, it's, I, it's perfect. I really enjoy it. See, it's one of those things where if Sean jumped off a bridge, we would too. Um, so we went to Target and they didn't have it. Like there was not even a space for it. Bunch of jerks. And so we had to buy it online and then we had to wait. And so it should have been good. And it was good. So. And the cool thing too, right? So a lot of games have, you know, Asian theme or they'll have, you know, Norse theme or like, you know, all these common sort of things, Egyptian theme. You know, it's a, it's a Native American theme, which is a little bit more uncommon for board games. So that was cool to see too, just to have something yeah. different um, than, than what you normally see. So I thought that was yeah. cool too. That's a cool game. Okay. If you want me to keep going, we've also been playing Citrus quite a bit. Again, thanks to Sean. Uh, it's a uh, another abstract tile placement game. Uh, its theme is uh, you are citrus farmers in the, in Spain. Uh, you have a market that fills. Uh, you've got I think 10, 14 slots for uh, little uh, colored tiles, or like green, yellow, orange, purple, I think red, and on your turn. Uh, you, you start with six coins. It's a worker placement thing. You have five workers that you can place, and there's farmhouses built uh, throughout the board. And as you, um, when the market gets down to three tiles, as people are purchasing stuff and you're playing stuff out on the board. So if you purchase, like, say, two greens and a yellow, you'll connect them to a farmhouse. You have to put a worker out on the board to manage each one of those uh, plantation areas. Uh, when you have run out of workers to place, or if you run out of money, you need to harvest, which means you'll pull one of your workers back from the board. Those plantations will then become neutral. You'll score however many points per tile, two points if your tile has a well on it, um, and then you'll get X amount of money back, depending on how many workers you have on your board still. Uh, when the market gets down to three tiles, uh, the active player will then build the new farmhouse and then flip another uh, a location marker and that will uh, add another location potential to build another farmhouse when the market then gets back down to three again it, it has a lot of player interaction um, it can be very sort of take that uh, which i enjoy quite a bit um, and it, it, it it's a lot of fun it's visually it's appealing the you know it's got nice bright colors uh, i don't know that it's necessarily colorblind friendly because you do have green red um, i don't believe that there's really any kind of indicator or marker on there so if you have that sort of uh i don't want to say limitation because that doesn't sound right but but if you have issues with with like red green stuff then that could be problematic i suppose but but it's a really fun game uh, like sean said i guess it's somewhat underrated underrated but that's a lot of fun that's been getting a lot of uh plays at the tables as well as crusaders um another tasty minstrel game we play that quite a bit nice. as well what about you sean uh gosh uh I've only played a one or... I'm, I'm kidding, i played a lot of games. Uh, <laughs> Out of the eight million games you have. 
Uh, one of the ones that uh, I've actually played quite a few times recently is Wildlands uh, by Osprey Games. And this is a Martin Wallace game. Uh, Wildlands, I'd seen it around. I was kind of interested in it. Um, it's a tactical uh, skirmish game with uh, miniatures that you're moving around on a board. And when I heard it was from Martin Wallace, my first thought was like, oh, this is going to be a really crunchy, heavy game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a little intimidated by it. <laughs> Uh, but as I started learning it, like it's super straightforward and easy to play, nice. and it's completely 100% all about the strategy. So the way the game plays is that you get these 10 cards. 10 cards are going to um, relate to places out on the board. You're going to pick five of those cards, and those cards are going to be where your people start. So you get to decide, like, okay, this guy's going to be over here, but it's all secret information. Nobody knows where your guys are starting. Then you take the other five cards and you give them to the player on your left. And then that player is going to use them to place their stones. So you know where the stones are kind of part of a, a victory point indication for the game. So you know where the other place, the other person is going to want to go to pick things up. And you know where your guys are going to go. So that allows you to kind of set up traps. Um, then once all that's been done, uh, what you do is each round, you have to reveal one character, and you've got a hand of cards, and your cards will let you just take actions with all these different uh, characters that you have. And each faction is has some very unique things to them, like certain factions are very much about uh, the physical combat, about doing lots of damage. Um, other factions are about moving quickly and doing area of effect spells and things like that. Um, there's another faction that's about flight, and so they can move around, they can uh, move to a space that is at a higher <coughs> elevation with no extra cost. And uh, it's, man, it's so, so good. Uh, it's perfect to two players, and John, I think you would totally love this game. So good. Uh-oh. The, so the way that you win the game is that you either get five of your crystals or you kill up to five characters. So killing a character is a victory point, getting a gem is a victory point. So as long as you have five in some manner, I could have two stones and kill three characters, then you win. And uh, one of the favorite things that I got to do in this game is to get the victory point for a character dying, you have to kill them. And as a person is playing their, their turn out, you can interrupt their turn and be able to do actions. So I had a character that was moving in, he was gonna kill off one of my weaker guys he was low on health. I'm like, oh crap, he's going to get a victory point for this. I was able to interrupt his action. I did an area of effect attack on that space. It killed my guy. He took damage, and I removed the chance for him to get a victory point from killing my guy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Super good game. Um, and it's not too expensive. I want to say it's like in the $40 range, and the production value is really good. The minis are really nice, so that's one to check out. Uh, another one that uh, I was really enamored with is Rec Raiders. And Rec nice. Raiders is by... Uh, kids Table. Da, da, da. Yeah, there we go. By what? Yeah, Kids oh, Table. Kids Table. Uh, I heard Casable. It's... <laughs> Casable. Uh, Rec Raiders is a game where you're basically going out to different uh, places on the board. They're sunken ships. And you're unearthing... Uh, these different uh, tiles and the tiles are going to be uh, you know like armor and gems and all these different things and it's kind of a set collection in that aspect 
uh, when you take a tile, you're either going to put it in a locked vault uh, that you're building up, and that's a different type of set collection, or you're going to put it out in this display, and the display you're trying to set up specific, uh, almost like a recipe, because once you complete a certain, um, like if you have a gem and you have a piece of armor and you have maybe a pot, uh, there's cards that are out on the table that you can acquire by having that display recipe and those are more victory points and they get you you know different things um, the interesting thing about the game is when you go to a place um, let's say you know john has a guy in, in a spot that i want to use i can go to that spot i kick him out he goes to the beach when he goes to the beach he goes to the same matching spot so if john's at a four spot i kick him out he goes to the four spot on the beach and he actually gets something for that and then if someone wants to use that four spot on the beach, they can get John out of that again, send it back home, and then he can place it wherever he wants. So you have to decide, like, well, am I going to move this guy over here? I really want to use this spot, but that's going to help John get some stuff that he's going to want and need. So it's it, there's a lot going on, but it's not super difficult to learn. And production value, again, is really good on this. It's funny, when you were describing that, when you were describing Recreators, you almost had a Bond villain, bo- Bond villain voice, because you were like, you put it in a locked vault. <laughs> your, your tone changed. It was hilarious. It's like, make sure you put these in the locked vault. So Bond cannot get to them. <laughs> oh, Maybe funny. he has another moment. Maybe he does. But he's got to grow that beard back, though. Well, I'm just the muting one. This is me. I'm definitely the villain in our playroom. <laughs> I'm clearing my voice, clearing my throat. <laughs> nice. Oh. So, what have we been playing lately? I don't know, Kurt. <laughs> we also played Spirits of the Wild, but we won't. Talk, I won't talk about that again because um, John already talked about that. Awesome game. Go get it. We also picked up. Because Kurt's been talking about this forever. Um, Imperial Settlers Roll and Write. He went in to grab something at the mall and came out with that also. So we played that last weekend. You were kind of concerned, weren't you, that it was going to be similar to Imperial Settlers? Yeah, because it seems like some of these Roll and Writes now that are based off of other games are too similar to the original game. So I was like, I I don't want this to be like that other game, you know? But we um, we made sure that we read the rules thoroughly. We also watched a YouTube um, video on it to ensure that we had everything down. But basically, um, you have to... I think, what, there's ten rounds. You um, can accumulate extra resources by building bridges to get to certain areas but um there's what three resource die and one die that has um workers so depending on um what is rolled i think there's only fours and fives on there but you take turns rolling so if i roll kurt also gets to use whatever i roll and then there's um favor i think they call them favor favor tokens Favor tokens that um, the the player who rolls gets to choose. So depending on what's selected for that game, what we had was um, you can utilize an extra worker um, for that turn, or another additional resource, or um, an extra gold resource, which is basically a wild. 
and then you can you can either work to build bridges on this roll and write to to get more victory points and go that route you can use this there's like two boards there's what is what do they call once your empire and one is your i don't know what they call this the other one is basically to build like farms and things like that so you have to use you can only have um you can only take as many actions as you have the number of workers so it makes it very hard so i got greedy with the number of workers i had so if we rolled like a four on the worker um die then i would always try to take the worker um favor token because i always wanted more turns because i wanted to be able to start crossing off and xing off more things because there's resources of wood food stone and you kind of go through and cross them all off to get victory points but you have to do all in 10 rounds so it's like it's almost it's a super race it seemed like Mm -hmm. i was like getting nervous but as you start building like your farm once you build your farm then through all the rest of your turns then you get to use uh food every turn if you build i think there's another one if you build it and you have at least every one of the resources that got rolled on the dice if they're all different then you get like one wild coin or, or one yeah, one gold coin which one is gold a wild. coin which is a wild resource mm-hmm. and things like that so there's cool different things if you build certain buildings and so it's like a mad dash to to um to complete this but it's insane because like certain rows like you have to collect or you have to use an action to cross off one food but that's not but you have to cross off two food to get like an extra victory point. So it's like brutal because you have to cross you have to use so much food to get into a victory point. And so it's like, oh my god, what do I want to do? Do I want to do this? Do I want to build a bridge? I have to use an action if I want to collect a resource, but if you collect a resource and you don't use it, then it's just gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it was interesting. It was it was I don't think it was similar enough to Imperial Settlers, so mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't what you were worried about. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think that this game is more about just building your empire, where Imperial Settlers is you're building an empire, but you're also fighting against other empires and stuff like that, too. So yeah. this is more like, hey, we're all having a good time. We're just raising some buildings and, you know, you know, getting some resources, some food and some stone and stuff, you know, we're... Imperial Settlers, the original game, is more like, oh, you want to build that? I just raised it, or raised it which is r-a-z which i basically just ruined it so i can take those resources and i'm gonna build this empire to just kind of destroy you where this is more kind of like yeah we're just i'm kind of doing my own thing because mm-hmm. no one i mean they really can't like you're really doing your own thing yeah it's it's really hard to affect the other the way the other player does something unless you take that that favor token that they don't want or that they want so that's yeah. basically the only like other interaction you're having with them so if you're if you're not if you don't really like the whole like oh i want to have more interaction with the player that i'm playing against this might not be the game for you but well, it's a fu- i think it's a but fun that's kind of standard on a roll and write though mm-hmm. i think but what's nice about it is that you don't have to wait for the other person because you're both playing off the same dice yeah. all the time but also i could have the argument even though i don't believe this but i there could be some people that would be like why not just play this game by yourself then? 
But you can. Yeah. Which is nice. They, um, good point. Because they also have an option on this game, which we haven't looked at yet, but there's like a whole nother pad that you can do like an adventure mode for one player, yeah. which we haven't checked it out yet. But And uh, the sheets, the sheets for the buildings for the players in a two plus player game are all the same, where in adventure mode, all of the sheets are different. So yep. you'll get something different each time. So, yeah, it's fun. I, I really enjoyed it. It's it's a it's a it's a fun departure from Imperial Settlers. So. Yeah, I'm I'm digging the Roland Rights lately. Mm-hmm. If you're into the Roland Rights, I highly recommend checking out Bricks. Uh, since I gave John a game that he needs to go check out, I'll give you one as well. Uh, Bricks is by the same uh, person that did uh, Dupont So Clever, um, and it's going to be coming out by Stronghold soon. If it's not already available. Uh, my copy is the German copy because that was the only time it was on your European tour. <laughs> yes, yes. Bricks. <laughs> Bricks is essentially uh, Tetris. Nice, and it's a bit of a competitive Tetris, and there is a little bit of player interaction in the piece that you're selecting. So basically, you're going to roll a die, and it's going to give you a color, and you're going to roll another die, and it's going to give you a number, and you basically slide these tokens out. To that color and that number that shows you the position of a shape that's coming down in this row that you're filling in and you can there's some uh, some actions that you can do that'll let you uh, spin a piece like move it basically back and forth rotating that polyomino um, or you could spend uh, there's I think three times that you can basically like, blow something up and go you know I don't need this piece at all I can't handle it you do get one extra re-roll. So if, for example, I roll a piece that's like, and I look over at your board, I'm like, yeah, it's really going to help you. It, this kind of helps me. I'm just going to re-roll this garbage and you know, try nice. and get something different. So it's a little bit like Tetris Attack uh, in in that sense. Um, you know, you get bonuses if you do uh, the kind of Tetris style, like two, three, four at one time. You get big bonuses. Uh, you get bonuses if you place certain color pieces in certain color spots. Uh, it's really, really good. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Rolling Rights, but this one really captured my attention. And the people I've shown it to, they've really dug it as well. It's got a, a nice, nice clip nice. to it that's as well. Awesome. I'll have to cool. check it out. Yeah, definitely. All right, and that's what we've been playing recently. Yeah. Hi. God, you're staring like into my eyes so intently. I, it's scaring me. Am I staring into your soul? You are. You are. Like literally the young child that lives within me just crapped his pants. I was listening to <laughs> I you. Know you. I know you were. I know you were. I'm just picking on you. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry, would you rather have me just stare off somewhere else? <laughs> no, no. No, definitely not. So, um... <clears throat> The first thing I thought about when I asked about this on Twitter is that one of our guests that actually should have kept his mouth shut actually said something about this. So I'm going to go to him first. So John, so when it comes to learning a uh, or relearning a game and stuff like that, have there been any games that you come back to that you're like, you don't have to look at the instructions or is it something where it's just every single time I have to have it in front of me? Um, I guess it depends on the game, right? Because we... I get to play quite a bit. I mean, we play at lunch three days a week at work. So we wind up playing games a lot. So we, we play the same, you know, maybe 20, 30 games quite a bit. Uh, and then we'll, you know, we'll throw new stuff in. So like anything that we play on a regular basis, like I could just pull it off the shelf and pretty much we're good to go. 
uh, stuff that's been sitting for a while, stuff that's new. You know, I I may have to pull it out a couple of times and and you know go through it and then go through it again. I mean, we've played games for months, and then I'll pull out their rules and be like, "Shit, we never played this game the right way. Why do you let me read the rules and explain things?" <laughs> yeah, that seems that seems like a like a uh, familiar theme over here because it's so it's and it's usually my fault too. It's always like. <laughs> You know, oh my gosh, like there's this whole section about something that apparently I just glossed over when we were going <laughs> over it the first time, and now it completely changes the whole mindset of the game. So it's like, holy crap. Like you put it in, mm-hmm. oops, I didn't mean to hit that. No, like you put it in quotes and it was like, we maybe have to follow this, but not really because Kurt just skipped it <laughs> entirely. God. Well, when, when we picked up Citrus, I read through the book. I read through the book twice. And we sat down and I said, all right, we got to play this game tonight. So get everything, get it all set up. We played through it and I went, well, I mean, this is okay, I guess. And then I read through the rules again. I'm like, shit, we didn't do this right. We didn't do this right. Crap. No wonder I didn't like it. <laughs> so have you, <laughs> like, so I you, just have you played read it the since rules. you read the directions, right? We've played did it, it a bunch since. Yeah. Did it difference? Yeah, Sean. Yeah. It did make a difference. This was one Sean recommended a little while back, and I finally did the research and sat down and watched some playthroughs, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'll just, I'll get it. And then the first playthrough, I was like, man, that's 50 bucks. And <laughs> we played it again, and it's like, yeah, I really like, who wants to play, does anybody want to play Citrus? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an underrated gem, man. Like, nobody knows about it. You, you see some weird person picking fruit off a tree, and you're like, Okay, yeah, sure. Next, what other games do you have? Well, but here's the thing, right? So like any abstract, like a lot of abstracts, the theme is kind of pasted on, right? Like I don't, we sit down and play, I'm not thinking about, oh, I'm going to harvest blood oranges or, you know, limes or lemons or whatever. I'm just like, I need that friggin' green tile. You better not take the green tile. I only need that one (laughs) tile. Oh, fuck you. You took the green tile, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Yes, I love how heavy that game is. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about you, Sean? You, I, so I looked up your account on BGG to we're gonna do a little game at the end here, and you have, wait, you have a lot of games. Holy crap, dude! <laughs> like I thought we had like a lot a of games. Million games. You have a lot of games. <laughs> so you know, is it a thing where you know, are you, do you have a good game board? like library in your head where you're like okay you know these you know so many games i can pull out and play just about any time and don't have to worry about any rules and stuff like that or is it something where every single time again just just like i asked with john is it like okay well let's look you know let me make sure i've got everything right here because i want to make sure that everyone's having a good time and let's go through and and get these get this instructions right uh it depends on the complexity of the game uh of course right so if it's a filler game, if I haven't played it in a couple of years, I can probably just go, well, yeah, I kind of remember how to do it. Maybe, like, flip through the rulebook really quick, and then, like, oh, yeah. And then it all kind of gets flooding back. If it's a heavier game, and I have maybe haven't played it in a couple of years, it would depend on how many times I've played it. So if I only played it once, then it'd be like, ah, I'm going to have to relearn how to play this <laughs> game, because I don't remember anything about it. But... Um, Kemet, I think, is a good example. We played Kemet recently, and the last time I played Kemet was at least two years yeah. ago. And so there was a lot of... I wasn't the one teaching it, so there were still things I was like, 
Oh, okay, yeah, now I remember that, and I still had to ask questions as we were going through, as if I had never played mm-hmm. before. Yeah, that's kind of funny how that works. What about you, hon? Do you, just because I, I know that we've, you know, we've brought out a lot of older games and stuff like that, but are there, like, any any that you know that, you know, the first time you pick it out, no matter how long it's been, you know, you'd be like, okay, I know how to do this. We don't really need to go through those instructions. I think sometimes that, as I was listening to them talk, I think it depends on, um, for me, how often we've played it. Mm-hmm. Not, okay, maybe not how often, but how much we've played it. Mm-hmm. And stacked on whether it's a filler or whether it's a heavy game. Like, I can think of Lords of Waterdeep, and I will have to look at the instructions for a few things, like how many coins the starting player gets versus this player versus this player and those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But as a whole, I won't need to know. I won't need to read the instructions for the rest of it. Mm -hmm. Versus if we haven't played, for example, we played Dragon Castle this last weekend. We've only played it one other time. Mm -hmm. So, of course, we hauled out the directions all over again because we had no... (laughs) It was like it was relearning the game again because we've only played it one other time. I... If we had played it more than once, besides that, there's potential for us to not have needed to haul the directions again, I think. Mm -hmm. I think it depends on the game. And again, like Sean said, how heavy it is. Like, we have Quacks. Like, that one has so much detail in regards to, like, how many, how many, uh, I can't even think of the the pieces to the games, but how many... um, uh, white, what are those things called? The tiles, you mean? The, no, the the pieces you throw in your bag. How many pieces you start to throw in your bag? Those are all on the board and all that kind of stuff. But it's like some of the little details of that game, I think as a whole, I think we've played it enough to know. Mm-hmm. But I think just kind of getting a grasp on it, uh, getting a grasp on the game as much as we can. I think it depends on the game. Yeah. But there are some I think we, I feel like we need to relearn. And again, we're, like John said, we're, we're finding parts of games that were like, shit. We never realized that was part of it. That was Kurt's quotes. He glossed right over those pieces. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And it's, it's funny too, because <laughs> I wonder if, you know, a lot of people out there have that thing. Like what John said, you know, you play it, you play a game and you play it wrong that could really throw off the mechanics and the gameplay itself. So, like, you play that game and you're like, well, you know, just like he said, like, I just wasted $50 on this game. Like, yeah. now, you know, now it could just be a thing where, you know, you get rid of it and then say say you play it down the road, like a, like a year down the road and stuff like that, and you're like, shit, that's the way you're supposed to play that? You know, it's like, oh, man, I just gave that away, you know, after so long or whatever because I was just so frustrated with it, you know. Or, it just, like, there's a vital, like, piece of the puzzle that you needed to know that really makes or breaks the game. Mm-hmm. But. Um, I think uh, Daniel Peterson of Mayday Games, well, now he was on Mayday Games, and now he's uh, with Indie Cards and Boards, uh, or Boards and Cards, I can never get those right. He said that, you know, a good percentage of people will only read about half of the instructions. Is it because they just don't have the patience for it? I, I think so. I think it, you know, it might be one of those things where they're just, you know, you're just so excited to play a game that you just want to be like, okay, just skip to the end. Let's just get this thing going, you know, where I know for me, like, 
when I read instructions, it's very hard for me to just sit there and read the instructions all the way through and go, okay, I know every little aspect of this. I think we're getting better at it, though. Yes, I think so, too. I think another a, a good way of doing that, which I have found for myself, I don't know if it's for other people, don't do it when you're, when you're, uh, don't do it before you play, or as you're playing the game. Take the instructions off to the side and read it kind of like a book. Go off to this, go off by yourself and actually read those instructions with no, with no distractions. A lot of times that is, uh, like a really good way to kind of do that. I, I can't remember what game I did that with, but I think I did it when we were just upstairs, just kind of hanging out uh, before we went to bed one night, and I was just like, I need to read these instructions because I just knew that this game was going to be a little more, a little there's going to be a little more to it, so I wanted to kind of really get into it, and I feel like I understood it a little bit more because I did that instead of being like, waiting, you know, having everybody's eyes on me going, okay, can we just get going, you know, and it's like, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to like have that in your head where it's not just, you're not just kind of go, you know, it's not just as you go kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I want to tie two things. The, the one thing that Sean said and one thing that Tracy said. Tracy talked about frequency or number of times that you played the game. And, you know, Sean's like, well, I've, I haven't played mm-hmm. that game in two years, <laughs> which is crazy, right? I mean, I know you have a shit ton of games, so, like, I guess it kind of makes sense. I mean, I think everything that's on the shelf shelves now, I've probably played within the year. I mean, we try to, like, vary it up. Like, I have a list... We track plays now. I don't do it on BGG. I didn't download the app or anything, but I have a spreadsheet, and we, you know, kind of mark plays and wins and losses and stuff like that. Um, and if there's stuff that we haven't played, like, oh, crap, we haven't – we've played this twice this year. I'm going to bring that to work. Let's play that. And there's certain things that we can't. But, you know, when we get new games in, they tend to feature more heavily in the rotation at least for a little while. Like when I got um, Crusaders, when that uh, finally came in from, from Kickstarter – Shit, I think we might have played Crusaders like 20, 30 times wow. already since December. Like, it's just, it's heavy in the rotation. And it, and it's such a good game that, you know, we'll play that once, sometimes twice a week. Last, this past week, we played twice. I beat I beat my friend at work, and he's like, <laughs> right, we need a rematch tomorrow. So we just immediately brought it back, and we played it again. So, so anything that's new, we have a chance to learn the rules better. Because the first game is always like, all right, I read the rules. I think I know what's going on. Let's play. We'll see what happens. And that first game is always sort of a wash, right? Because stuff might be wrong or, you know, we're kind of talking through turns and, mm-hmm. and you know, that sort of stuff. Um, and, and, then, and then, you know, if I take it off the shelf in a month, it's like, all right, well, we played the crap out of that already. I'll, I probably know, but maybe I just need to, like, like Tracy said, just kind of review it real quick. Like, how many coins do we start with or whatever? Because I, I can see that all the time. Like, we play dual we're like, and then we'll switch to regular seven wonders. Like, shit, what is a yellow card? Like, what do we get when we burn a card? Like, how many coins are we starting with? It's not that you don't remember the game. You're like, the specific instance of this, because we haven't played it in a couple of weeks, you know, I just need to refresh that. But like, okay, we know how the game yeah. plays, which is what Tracy was saying. You're the main provider of the games for your group, though, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, like, in, in my play group, uh, there's myself and a friend of mine, Josh, from the Omega Gamers. His collection is just as insane as mine. <laughs> and then uh, BJ's in our group, and he is probably about a quarter of insanity as far as like collecting games as we are. So we're always bringing stuff. So like just replaying one person's things is just not an option because <laughs> everybody's like, hey, I got this yeah, new thing. Yeah. I want to play this. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, the people at work weren't really gamers before, and then I got into it, and I'm like, hey, do you guys want to, like, check this thing in? Or, like, sure, or whatever. And then it just started more and more, and, and, and my friend Rob, I mean, we just play... You know, we take an hour for lunch. We jam all of our breaks together and just, you know, sit for an hour. And, and you know, so most of the games we play are shorter necessarily because of that. Like, so so Spirits in the Wild, perfect. You know, you could play that in 15, 20 minutes. So we could play that twice or I could bring in that and Lotus or that. And, you know, even Crusaders, like we've played it so much. We can do that in oh, 25 nice. minutes now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you know, everything's pre-portioned. So, like... You know, starting player like like Porta Nigra takes forever, but like I have the starting money and the you know all the tokens and everything all in individual <laughs> bags, so we could just take it down, throw it out. That's yours. This is mine. You know, let's nice. go to try to cut the That's time a good down. Idea. That's how I box up a lot of my games as well. Like uh, recently, we played uh, the Ancient World uh, by uh, Ryan Lockett, and whenever I learn a game, I can't just sit and read the rules uh, like you do, Kurt. Um, I actually have to set the game up, read through, and play as I'm going. I'm kind of like a learn while I'm doing kind of person. So I'll be reading through the rule book, like, okay, do this to take your turn. And then, like, if they throw something in some other page, like, oh, flip through here. Oh, oh I got to do this as well. So I'll try and play a two- or three-player game against myself and do that to kind of learn how the game plays. And uh, so when I did that with Ancient World, I was like, oh, well, you need these cards to start. Uh, you need these other things. Well, I'll just prepackage all the stuff so that when we actually get together and play, then I can just go, boom, here's a bag for you. Boom, here's a bag for you. Set all this stuff up over here, and we're good. Yeah. So I want to go back to John because I think I think I think in John's case, I think it I think his case is a little uh, more. I don't know why I'm saying I, the first word that comes in my head is risque, but that's not what I'm thinking Whoa. of. I don't know. It's it's. He's it's are you calling him Tom Cruise? <laughs> well, risky. Yes. No yes. risque. Uh, no, I think it's. I think in his instance, it's a little more. Damn it! What's the word I'm trying to think of? Like not uh, unusual or not as usual. Whatever. What? <laughs> it's not the word I'm thinking of. What's that? A little more uncommon. Yes, uncommon. Thank you. Uncommon words. Words are fun. <laughs> uh, where I, you know, I think that you know, a lot of times in this hobby, it's like, what can we get to the table next? What can we do now? That kind of thing. And we've talked about that in a previous episode about you know trying to get you know so many plays on the table. You know, it seems like less and less you see these people that have these ten by tens where it's like you know, oh, I want to play this game so many times so I can get used to it and you know. Dev- uh, evol- evolve a strategy where it's like every single time I play this I could be like okay now I want to do this okay now I want to play it like this you know that kind of thing recently Mike brought over a, a game that we hadn't played for a while uh, Ashes Rise of the Phoenix Born and um, when he said he when he suggested to play it again I was like eh, I don't know it's just because we hadn't played it in so long and I, I just, for some reason, couldn't remember if I even liked it, to tell you the truth. You wanted to buy that game, though. I did, a long time ago. And that's <laughs> yeah. just because I kind of had found out about it and kind of yeah. learned the rules and stuff. And then we played it that night, and I was like, man, I really like this game. You know, I was like, it's one of those games that it was just like, at the at the time, it was just, there was so much hype on it. It was just like, this is going to be the newest thing. It's going to be awesome, blah, 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 you know, that kind of thing. And you don't hear about it as much anymore. Uh, the funny thing is, is like they're still making packs for it, and you know this is a game from 2015. 
It has packs? <laughs> yeah, like oh. it's like character packs, basically, because okay. you're playing a character deck. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there's people out here that, has, that are like, um, what? That game is still going? That's weird. You know, that kind of thing. You know, besides the fact that it, people are playing it, they're still making more stuff for it. It came out in 2015, which in board game terms means, God, that's an old game. Even though it's only four years old, you know. <laughs> uh, it's a toddler at this point. But um, it's one of those things where it's, you know, I thought about it and I was like, man, you know, this is a game that I think we're going to have to kind of play more because I'm relearning this game every time I'm playing it now because not only are you relearning the rules, but you're also relearning the characters because there's more characters, so you have to be like, okay, how does this character work out on this rule set, you know, and how am I going to use this to win? It's like one of those games that almost tells you you need to play this often, otherwise it's going to be taking you a bit to kind of relearn everything again. And so that's where this whole uh, episode topic came to me because I was like, it. I really, it's crazy all the things like, okay, we all have a lot of board games, even if John doesn't have as many board games as we, we do. I mean, you've got a lot of board games. We all have a lot of board games, you know, if you think about it. You know, more than 10 is a lot of board games, pretty much. And, you know, to get those yeah. to the table every single week is kind of a hard task unless you put yourself on that task of saying, this is, we have to do this. Otherwise, it will be a thing where it's every 20 minutes, you know, we're taking the time to do this, you know, where it could be something where, you know, this game is 20 to 45 minutes. It Now it's taking you an hour and a half. And it's mm-hmm. kind of wasting a little more of your day. So, you know, you have to kind of think to yourself, is, is that how you want to do it? You just made me think that I want to do a 10 by 10 again. <laughs> nice, nice. We should do that. I'm pretty jealous of John's situation. Like, being able to play a game that many times, you really get to dive into it to really kind of uncover things that you wouldn't you wouldn't see or kind of understand in your first play. Like, there's usually, especially in, like, heavier games like Crusaders or, or things like that, there's a lot more under the hood than you would than you're first going to understand as you first play, right? And then you can start to see like different synergies and different you know possibilities for combos and like the more you play it, you start to uncover those things. And doing a single play or, or two plays is a little bit of an injustice, and I'm completely <laughs> guilty of that. Uh, like I, I want to play this game, like like again, Ancient World. Like I saw the potential for so many different strategies in play, and like. I want to try all these different things to see how they play out and how they would work. And hopefully I can. Yeah. <laughs> and it's interesting too. Like we almost, almost exclusively we do two player stuff, even, even with games with higher player counts, like through the desert, you know, we do it at two. So, you know, depending on who I'm playing with, the strategy may change. And then if we go from two to say four or even three, it changes the dynamics of the game so much. Cause you get used to playing the same person all the time. Like I beat my friend Robert at crusaders, <laughs> All the time, I think he's beaten me maybe twice total. But and then I play my brother. That's weird. <laughs> he does, yeah. And then I play with my brother, and my brother beats me, and I'm like, "Fuck, like what? I'm doing the same thing, right? Like it works. I know it works because I win a lot. But every time my brother, like the last three, four times in a row, he's beaten me. I'm like, shit, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> like, and then you're, you're like, you're. You know what you do, John? 
you don't play like John. <laughs> that's what you do. <laughs> well, so like I'm thinking, well, my brother crusades a lot, right? So maybe crusading is the key to victory. And then like I'll play with Robert and we'll add it up. I'm like, well, we have the same number of tokens. Like that's not the key because we we did the same thing. Sorry. So what was the difference in this game? So then you start like thinking, all right, what am I going to do next time? And some of it's random, right? So it depends on what, you know, crusader um, faction that you get. Right, so that'll determine your strategy a little bit because maybe you want to set up your rondelle a little bit differently than you would. But I have a pretty much like a static setup that I use all the time. But god damn, every time my brother beats me, it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so, are there those games that when you, when someone goes, yeah, let's play that game, and you think to yourself, oh my god, that's gonna take forever to learn? Have you just, have you had those things where it's like, okay, I can't. I don't know if I have the strength enough to play this today because it's going to take us a lot longer to learn the game than it is to play the game. So that doesn't happen to me very much because I I will buy games specifically for the time frame that we have to play at work because that's 90% of my gaming is going to occur at work and we have an hour. So a game that's got a three minimum, it's it's out. You know, it may be a great game. It may have the best reviews. It could be rated 10 out of 10 on BGG. Probably never see my collection because it's going to get played maybe once a year if I take it to a con and I teach it. And, and you know, I get to play that. Like, I picked up um, the big box of Shogun from, from the reprint from Queen Games. It's the only time I play it is at a con. I bring it. I register to teach it. I, I put one fewer player count, you know, request so I can play. That's the only time I ever play it. And it's, you know, it takes a couple of hours to play. And every year I got to reread the rules and I got to sit down with it. Um, so I don't ever get a game that, that's going to be as complex as that where it's like, shit, it's going to take me three hours to figure this out. And we got to set it up and do all that because we'll never play that on a regular basis. Um, so I'm a little bit different in, in that I'll do a lot of research before I buy a game. And I'll look specifically at time frame and all that kind of stuff. And and as far as learning rules too, um, I usually will watch playthrough videos and reviews and all that stuff beforehand. So I have a pretty good idea if I'm going to like that kind of game or whatever the game happens to be before I even go to the store. Like I don't ever go to the store and be like, oh, I'm going to try this out. Almost never. Yeah. yeah. Because you know you spend a lot of money on a game. I want to make sure that I'm going to play it and that it's going to be in the rotation and, and all that kind of stuff. So my approach to gaming, I guess, in that regard is a little bit different. Um, I don't have that problem either. Whenever we do game days, we always talk about uh, what game we're going to be playing ahead of time. So we know, hey, we're going to play, um, you know, Ashes, whatever, like whatever game we're going to be playing for that day. So for me, if I'm the one that's going to be teaching it and I haven't played it yet, it gives me a chance to know, okay, well, I'm going to have to sit down and, and learn how to play this game. So I, it's, it's never a let's get together and then figure it out at the moment kind of thing. It's always pre-planned. Yeah, whenever I pick up something new, I'll always go through it. We'll try playing it at home before I even bring it to work, so to try to streamline it a little bit. And it gives me a little bit of an advantage when I play and I, I introduce something to my, my friend at work. This is like, I've played this once or twice already. I've read through the rules. But, you know, as much as I love to win, whenever I'm teaching a game, you know, we'll talk through it. And, like, he may make a move and be like, all right, you can totally do that. That's valid, whatever. But if you do this, it's going to be better for you. 
if you do this and this instead just to you know kind of get him up to speed and and sort of like introduce the strategy a little bit more concretely like you know this is going to screw me over if you do this instead and then you know after that first playthrough like now you're on your own (laughs) now the gloves are off good luck No more advice for you. Yeah. Well, I, I'm bad with that too. Like we'll, we'll we'll played games for for years, and I I just I love to kind of break it down as we're playing through stuff. So like I still kind of like I'll be like, oh well, all right. So okay, I'm gonna like if you're gonna all right, I'm I'm doing this then. <laughs> I'll do the exact same thing, uh, especially if I know a game, and I'm playing with people that don't know it. Uh, I will try some really weird out of the you know left field strategy that I'm not sure if it'll work like I'm just going to do something weird and as people are taking their turns if they seem like well trying to figure out what they want to do I might point out like oh there's this thing over here that might be able to help you or this thing here I try not to direct them but just maybe throw some options out there that they could take uh, and definitely like set myself up to get my butt kicked <laughs> yeah all right and now that we've talked about this awesome topic I love that I did that uh, let's go into a fun little game. I'm gonna call Bad Clues. Bad Clues! Yeah, I did that. Alright, so basically. <laughs> that's what I was gonna do. I was gonna literally take out a you little. You can add that I'm, to the end. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna yeah, ta- I'm gonna take a little piece of the music from the beginning of the show and throw it into that. It's gonna be awesome. Okay, so. Or you can use my. Bad Clues. Okay. <laughs> So is this going to be like when my oh, brother totally. comes over and says, "Hey, in the can box. We play, let's play that yep. game with the with the horses oh. with the yep. thing. It's got the yeah. John. The stuff. You are completely you are, correct. What are you talking about? Hey, you know what? I think <laughs> just he's look at out the shelf because it sounds like he might have an advantage. <laughs> that is true. That's true. Yeah. Sorry, John. You're out of this game now. <laughs> <Yeah>. You're disqualified. <laughs> All right. So Shit. I'm going to have all three of you compete in this game. It's basically me giving, uh, just like John said, bad clues. They will get pro- progressively better as as it gets to the end here. Um, I have nine games, and whoever has the most points out of the nine, uh, nine titles that we have will be the winner. Okay. So. <laughs> yeah, this is buzzer. Yep. Do we have to just, do you want us to just say our names? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm ready on okay. my buzzer. And um, you know what? Uh, I will say. Oh, I thought you were giving that, a clue. <laughs> no, I will say. <laughs> Sorry. I will say once you say the name, <laughs> if you do not get it right, you are out. So, yeah. Oh, so, snap. So, oh, yeah, so, right, yep, so think of it carefully before you answer. Okay. Well, you're listening to the All right. So, yeah. So, in order to buzz in, you need to say your name. Okay. What if we don't know our name? Well, then you're screwed. Oh, man. Good luck. All right. So, Uh here we go. Uh Uh-oh. The first clue in this first game is blue. Okay. The second. Tracy. Tracy. Azul? Azul is the right answer. Oh my god. Oh my god, That's I was hilarious. totally gonna do so that. Why did I say yeah. blue? Oh. Because Azul Rubbin. is the Spanish word. See, I, for blue. I, I, <laughs> it is. Good lord. And of, and didn't you see me tabulating? <laughs> I, and I and I was, I was like blue Azul, I think it means blue. I think I'm just gonna go for it. <laughs> and by the way, 
He did not tell me anything about this game. He's pretty secretive about these <laughs> things. That's right. I'm not giving anybody an advantage. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit about me is what he's trying to tell no, you guys. I love you very much. You're just, you're <laughs> when, it, when it comes to the podcast, he's like, wah, wah. That's right. Okay. You're done. So the You're other dead to me. The other clues for Azul were gonna be Square, Palace, Set Collection, Moors, Spiel des Jahres, Abstract, Stained, and Plan B. Oh. Okay. Yeah, Moors. that's the story behind Azul. With the Moors. So Oh. Okay. okay. Alright, here goes. That's our, all I got. Yep. <laughs> You're done for the rest of the game. <laughs> All right, here goes the second title in our game. Party game. Oh, awesome. John, <laughs> this one's yours. <laughs> Luck. <laughs> okay, everyone's silent. Dice. Sean. Sean. Uh, thanks for crabs? Oh, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That is the incorrect answer. Uh, All right, Sean is out for the rest of the, <laughs> for the rest of the clues. <laughs> the next clue is 13. Uh, John. John. Zombie dice? Zombie dice is the correct answer. Yep, 13 points to win. Oh my god, I was like, where are yeah. you getting 13 and then from? Then I was going to say, horror, <laughs> brains, Steve Jackson. Zombie dice. I'll just sit here. So after two, um, Tracy has one. John has one. Sean, thanks for playing. Has negative one. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming on, Sean. Just kidding. <laughs> Someone's going to be in the caboose of this train. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here is the next game, or the next clues for the next game. The first clue is move. I thought you were going to say moo. No. <laughs> Mike, oh, I'm out. Move. Well, God, that could be any game. Mm-hmm. These are poor. Okay. Five by five. Gordon Hamilton. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> How did you? That's a clue. That's my, that that's clue. my long lost brother. <laughs> and John, stop looking at your games. That's cheating. Uh, oh. <laughs> 3D. Abstract. Tracy? Oh, I think that was a Tracy. given. Sagrada? Sagrada is incorrect. I don't know. I don't know who the hell Gordon Hamilton is. Build. Good luck, guys. John? John. King Domino? King King Domino. King Domino is incorrect. Ooh. All right, Sean. No pressure. No pressure, man. Two more clues. (laughs) The next clue is Greece. Oh, Oh, God damn it. Damn it. John. (laughs) Greece. Tracy. <laughs> John and Tracy. All right, Sean, you got the. Come on, I got, Sean. You got one last clue, and then you're out. I'm gonna whisper something in your ear, Sean. Last clue, <laughs> Roxley. 
Come on! Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Centurini. I'm sorry you didn't say your name first. You don't get the point. I'm just Oh, shut <laughs> No, what is Santorini? Santorini is the answer. Gordon yeah. Hamilton is the is the creator of Santorini. I don't like that game. I know you don't. What? I know. <laughs> We're the only two people in the world. Are you going like to send me hate mail? <laughs> we actually own. I'll send you little. We actually owned it and gave it away. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the cards. I like the purity of just the base game itself. It's it's chess like, but. It doesn't have all the complexities yeah, of chess. But that's not your thing. Yeah, we, we had to we had to get it when we were at TenCon. Mm-hmm. We, we don't no. like it. All right. Here is the next game. Here are the next clues for the next game. Take that. Luck. <laughs> Sorry. Two to six players. Gold. Sean. Sean. Dice of Pirates? Jeez, Sean, would you stop just thinking that all these are your games? Dice of Pirates <laughs> is correct. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> the other clues would have I feel been... like if I, I missed up my own game, it would be <laughs> Yeah, that would have been awesome if you didn't get these right. Didn't, didn't get that right. Uh, the other clues were nautical, sequel, sword, and kraken. Okay. What's up? Nothing. Okay. You did tell him that Logan wanted to play that game with him, didn't you? Oh, no, I didn't. Logan wants to play your game with you. <laughs> I want to play with him. <laughs> yeah. All right, here is the next clues for the next game. The first clue is, and Julie Painchowd. That's a name, people. Are you actually saying words? <laughs> Anne Julie Painchowd or Chod. Sorry, Anne Julie. <laughs> Are you sure is her like name is people? an Ioli? Anne Julie Aoli. Aoli Painchowd. Okay. Okay. Hand management. Pet. Goober. John. John. What? What is kittens in a blender? Kittens in a blender. Uh, the first what? game we ever reviewed. What? Goober is one of the cat names. Well, I know that, but yeah. that was a person who and made the game? Julie Penchad came up with the game. Yep. What? The uh, actually, no. I think she was. I think she was one of the artists. Actually, mm. Goober was also, a cat. Also, was Brett Knutson. Another of the cats is Peaches, and blending. Oh, peaches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We don't own that game anymore. All right. We haven't played it in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after five, Sean has two, John has two, Tracy pulling the rear at one. All right. I had to look good by getting the first one. That's and now right. I suck. That's okay. You'll, you'll get this <laughs> next one. All right. So the clues for the next board game is Pascal Quindalt. Or Quidalt. Golden Geek Best Family Board Game Winner. Set Collection. Reserve. Oh, damn it, I feel like I should know it. Yes, you should. Yeah. Wealth. 
You're looking at me like I should know this. Aren't you? I'm just making you nervous. I know. Prestige. Tracy? Tracy. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> is my name Tracy? I'm Ron Bergen. <laughs> Dominion? Dominion is incorrect. But is there prestige in Dominion? There is. God damn it. <laughs> God damn you should have waited for the next clue. The next clue is gems. Nope, I still don't know it. <laughs> This game is stressing me out. <laughs> Look at you, he's like, I'm tipping my hat up. The next clue is Renaissance. I know what it is. And I should have gone with my initial guess. I think I know what it is. If they can't get it, can I guess again? Nope. Why? It's gone. Damn it. The last clue, Space Cowboys. Oh, John, Splendor. Sure. Oh, wow. Well, what did he, he... He didn't even wait for me to call on him. John is correct with Splendor. Sorry, Sean. Yeah, you got it in. All right. After six, John is up with three. Just behind is Sean with two. And just behind that and I quit. Tracy. Right. All right. How many more is left? How so many more? There's three more left. Oh I, will, God, I, I will give one huge clue to everybody just because I feel like it. Everyone here owns or has played these games. All three of them? All of these games that I've talked about. Oh, okay. Well, I figured that. <laughs> Ooh. Did you? Well, that's not fair. Sean owes like a million yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear it. <laughs> the, fact, the fact that I had to find some games that Sean, Sean played that John had, because John doesn't have very many, is, is hard. So... I got like 120 games. It's not that. It's not like I don't have any yeah, games. That's nothing. So you're saying that basically, like from that list, it's across all yes, of ours. Yes, correct. So you've played something, that's right? That, yeah. Mm. So we should all we should Collect all know these games. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tracy. Shut up. Just kidding. Love you. You get kicked <laughs> right. out of the house today. <laughs> all right. Here are the next clues for the next game. Set collection. The weird part is that name seems familiar. 2015 Mensa Select winner. Lake. Dragon. He's a whisper in my ear. <laughs> Panda. Tracy. Tracy. I can't. Why can I never say this one? It starts with a T and ends with an O. You're thinking of Takenoko. Panda. Well, it doesn't matter. It's wrong. Sean. Sean. King Domino? King Domino is incorrect. There's some pandas in there. John. Damn it. Lanterns. Lanterns, the Harvest Festival is correct. Shut up. (laughs) But there's pandas and set collection in the... Orange. So the reason I was thinking pandas, I thought panda was the company that produced. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we're getting down there. I know, right? Damn it. I was going to tell... I was hoping Tracy would have waited a little longer. He's taking us down, Sean. Orange, tile, and dedication are the last for Lanterns of the Harvest Festival. Well, Panda I didn't get, but then Panda, Dragon, and Lake seemed like... Yeah, I know. They really throw you off. Dragon and Panda are actual tiles. Oh, Dragon would not have been part of that game anyway. The Panda one is... Dragon tile is in there. And there's a dragon on one of the tiles. I meant in the... Oh, gotcha. I meant in the... Oh, in Takenoko. Takenoko. Yeah. 
Okay. John has commanding lead at four. Sean with two. Don't Tracy at one. <laughs> the next clues for the next game. Spirits. Looking at me like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not guessing. Fifteen. Tiny. One to four players. Roll. Ethereal. Do you know what that means? Nope, I just wrote it down. (laughs) Push your luck. Skulls. Tracy. Tracy. Mint tin skullduggery. I'm sorry, it was mint tin mini skullduggery. (laughs) That is correct. I'm like, shut the fuck up. I got too nervous. I thought that's where that was going. All right. So, I have one last game. I have two people that are not close to John. (laughs) (laughs) I will make this two points if you... you, Are we tied right now? No. John has four, and you and Sean have two. I just asked if Sean and I were tied. Uh, If you guys get it, I will let you be tied with John, and I will come up with a tiebreaker. He's saying we suck, Sean. (laughs) <laughs> the charity points. <laughs> well, it's just like some some games where you see that they like do all these points, and the, the last point, the last game is for two thousand points. Like, come on, you break. <laughs> all right, you share the victory. That's right. The next clues for the next game right. are bank, money, green, forty spaces. Sean. Sean. Monopoly? Monopoly is the right answer. No shit! (laughs) Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Tracy whispered. As soon as he said said bank, I said Monopoly. No way. We don't even own Monopoly. But we've played Monopoly. Oh, fucking A. He literally said said bank, and I said Monopoly. And I was like, no, it can't be that, because we don't even own Monopoly. Fuck that. (laughs) God. I'm going to take the straw and shove it in my heart. God. All right. So now I have to come up with a... Jesus, seriously. Tiebreaker. (laughs) I can't believe you didn't say it. I literally said to myself in my head, oh my God. Because I got it on the first tier of a blue. I should have just done it. But yeah. I was like, there's no way he's going to pick Monopoly. Jesus. That was fun. Pretty <laughs> spaces. <laughs> did you like... But you got a Zool in the first one. I know so, I yeah, did. That's, that's, a, that's a victory of sense. Yeah. Did you um, pull up a picture of mon- the Monopoly board and count the spaces? No, I went to a sp- thing where it said uh, a bunch of facts that you wouldn't know about Monopoly, uh, um, that you might not know. Oh, 40 spaces. Mm-hmm. Ooh-hoo. 40 spaces. I was thinking Monopoly, the 40 spaces is finally what nice. sealed it. <laughs> That's awesome. Like a bank, money, and green. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're basically all the same clue. <laughs> <laughs> Money, well, yes. <laughs> Green, well, yes. <laughs> That's why they're terrible clues. Oops. 
doing? I'm trying to find everyone's list so I can go with the, with the tiebreaker. I have the tiebreaker for John and Sean. All right, so here are your clues. CG Kanai. Oh, damn it. I, well, it's... Mm-hmm. Card game. John. John. Lovecraft letter. Holy! Did you know with the first clue? <laughs> I knew the, I knew the designer. Oh name, yeah. Jesus Christ! Okay, well that wow. was terrible. I'm taking, I'm editing that all out. <laughs> <laughs> Took him longer to find the tiebreaker than it did. Holy shit! That was awesome. John's uh, the big winner. Well, John, John should have been the big winner anyway. I shouldn't have got, given Sean the extra two points. Sorry, John. <laughs> or sorry, Sean. Wow. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, that was fun. We'll have to do that again sometime. John, you're going to have to buy more games so I can play it, so I can do that more. All right. Well, I mean, I just bought three yesterday, right. so... We'll just add it to the list. What did you think about that game? Me? Yeah. I can't believe I just didn't go with my gut on that last one. You could have, you could have lost terribly to John in the last... Well, you wouldn't have picked that game, that last one, oh, that's because true, we because don't we own don't have, it. Yeah, and we don't have I've never played Lovecraft it. Lovecraft Letter, yeah. I would have probably just picked Love Letter. Mm. Well, that was my fear, is that it was Love Letter, not oh, Lovecraft nice. Letter. I'm like, I know that name is on the front of the box. I that's know it hilarious. is. That's hilarious. I'm terrible with those kind of with designer names, unless I'm really, really into them. That's why when... Um, when I guessed, I uh, when you said that lot one, I was like, this sounds really familiar. But then I guessed the wrong thing. And as soon as he said lanterns, I was like, that's why it sounds so familiar. <laughs> I'm getting better at it. But. You are. You are. <laughs> Otherwise, yes, it was fun. Yeah. Even though I humiliated myself. <laughs> well, I had fun, too, humiliating you. Oh. I didn't come in dead last, so yeah, there's that. <laughs> and I did. I get a participation. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You did great. All right. So, what do you got? What do what does everybody that, that listening to this episode up. think? You know, is it is it something where, when you're playing a game, are you always relearning it? Or are you always bringing out the instructions? I'm sure, like all of us, are always bringing out instructions for setup. But, you know, do you remember the mechanics of the game and stuff like that? Let us know at MFGCast on Twitter or join our Facebook page, and get in on the conversation. And thank you again to John and Sean for both coming on. Uh, let's talk about real quick about what you guys are up to. John, what are you up to? Um, not much of anything. The the podcast is in shambles. We've got fewer games running. Uh, Neil's oh, uh, Neil's games are the only ones that we're running. Uh, we've just had a snafu with our other Borders game, uh, so that's uh, postponed indefinitely at the moment. Uh, but we've picked up. Uh, we're doing a few more interviews than we were doing before. Um, so yeah, there's there's a ton of content. I think there's like 400 episodes up there. So there's uh, plenty of plenty of uh, uh, game actual play games. There's plenty of interviews. So check that out. If I can chill for a moment, we also have coffee for sale, roasted by Neil, who runs both of our games. He has uh, Birds of a Feather Coffee. It's a medium roast. It's uh, really good. It's the only thing that I drink. So if you're a coffee aficionado, uh, if you want to check that out, there's links on all over our page at legendsoftabletop.com. It's good coffee too. I've picked some up, and it's I can, I give it the uh, seal of approval. Nice, that's awesome. Um, I like coffee. Yeah. Well, John, since you've since you've done so much for us, you know, if you need me to be on something or run something, let me know. I'll do, we can we'll start something up. But we'll need a whole new game. <laughs> we need four more players. 
we'll do it. We'll just have to find other people that want to hang out with us, right. which will be the tough part. So, <laughs> what about you, Sean? What's going on at Thing Twelve Games these days? Uh, well, we have got the sample in from manufacturing for Seals of Cthulhu, and we found a couple of issues that they need to address, but they're currently working on that. Uh, so. We're basically waiting for pictures from manufacturing, and then we can give them the go-ahead and hit the print now button and start cranking those out. Um, on the Dinos Not Assembled front, uh, that's another game we funded. Uh, we just got the art in for all of the meeples and some of the, the extra dinosaurs that we had uh, that were unlocked, and we're going to be sharing those out to people here pretty soon. Um, that's going to be going to manufacturing... Uh, pretty quickly after we get, uh, we have to finish up the meeple designs because they're actually going to be silk screened. So that's what, you know, as far as like their look and all that sort of stuff. Uh, aside from that, uh, there's a bunch of stuff that we're working on, uh, tons of different games that are kind of in production. Uh, I think we're working with about six different designers at this point. Um, wow. We're working with uh, Euro Gamer Girl and uh, uh, Sarah and Will over there. Uh, they've got something really cool, a space themed game that we're working with them on and we've got an awesome. abstract tile game that we're working on and lots of lots of stuff in the thing to have hopper as it were <laughs> nice well we'll definitely have to come have to have you come on again to talk about those things as we get closer to your kickstarters and releases of, of stuff or whatever because totally. you always come up with awesome stuff and we're always glad to have you on so thanks sean for oh, coming thanks. on again appreciate it yeah mm -hmm. of course so until next time i'm kurt and I'm Tracy. And this was the MFG Cast. Thanks for listening. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.